following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, what's going on, church family? It's Wednesday night. You're not quite to Friday yet, but you're closer than you were yesterday. You're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, I'm excited. It just feels good in church tonight. I was standing over here where, where I sit, just worshiping. I was like, man, there, there's no greater place that I could be on a Wednesday night than right here experiencing the presence of God, growing in my relationship with Him. Come on, we just believe that when you show up, you'll never regret showing up to the house of the Lord. Because there's no telling what you came in here carrying that you might lay down forever. That he might just break the chains of whatever it is that's going on in your life. And you can walk away forever from situations that have held you captive for what seems like forever. That's what happens when you get in the presence of God. Anything can happen. And so we're glad that you're here tonight. What an honor it is to see you. And I wonder, as we dive into the Word of God this evening, I wonder how many of you in the room, how many of you watching online, uh, know someone right now that is just difficult to be around? <laughs> Sir, don't point to her. Don't do that. That's not... It's, just kidding. Nobody was pointing. Come on, do you know somebody that's just real, that's in your world that you're just like, oh, man... I just, I don't want to go, but I have to because she's making me go. But if I had my choice, I would never spend time with this person. Do you have those people in your life? If you don't, you might be that person. (laughs) Probably not. You're all amazing. You all have no flaws. Everybody loves you. Somebody, that was an honest, oh, I know, I know, that ain't right. But it's complicated out in the world that we live in and the jobs that we we walk into every Monday, the the homes that we walk into sometimes, the neighborhood meetings that we we walk into. It's it's difficult, and someone, someone said that this is the age of perpetual offense, right? Always being... Offended. Have you noticed that, especially in this day and age? People right now are, are so quick to become angry, and, and, and people are quick to judge, and we're incredibly quick to be offended. It's just it's the world that we live in right now. And what, what I've noticed in life is, is a very simple principle, and I'm sure that, that you've picked up on this as well, that if you're on a continual search to be offended... Chances are very good that you're going to find what you're looking for, right? If you're on a search for it, you're you're going to find it. And and here's what I've come to understand is that there is absolutely no win in living offended. Nobody wins when you live offended. I've never met a person. I've never come in contact with a person that said, oh, my life got better when I got more angry, right? Do you know people? No, it it doesn't happen. Like there's no win in a life lived like this, everywhere I go, I'm angry, and my life got, everywhere I go, I'm just, ooh, I don't like to be around, I'm rude, every, man, this is an amazing, no, 
We don't like to live like this, and nobody likes to be around people like that for sure. Has your quality of life ever improved with the more frustrated that you found yourself? No, your quality of life declines the more frustrated you find yourself. And, and what I want you to understand this evening is that, that right now, there's people outside of these four walls, and if we're honest, there's people inside of these four walls that are hurting. People that are on edge. People might hurt you. People might offend you, these, these hurting people. But here's what you, you have to understand on this Wednesday night. Is that being offended is inevitable. It's inevitable. But living offended is a choice. You will be offended. But my question is, will you choose to live that way? And we're going to dive into it a little bit this evening. And we're in a, a mini-series that we, we started last Wednesday night called Perfect Peace. And we talked about just the, the perfect peace that comes from God. And we're going we're gonna to talk about peace, but from a little different angle tonight. We're going we're gonna to dive into the Word of God. And we're going to seek God for some relational peace. Some relational peace. Romans chapter 12, starting with verse 14. And as we dive into this, you're going to find this very quickly, that it's, it's a very easy read, but it's very difficult to live out as well. <laughs> it's easy to, to read this passage of Scripture, but to actually walk it out every day of your life, is a, it's a different matter. And this is what the uh, Apostle Paul would say, if you've got somebody who is difficult to love right now, if you've got somebody that's difficult to be around, Paul would relay this message to you. He would say, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. <laughs> you know who I'm thinking about. You know that bless him? What? Bless her? Who persecute, who make me mad, who frustrate me, who can't say anything good about me but can only find the net. Bless them? Are you sure it doesn't say curse them? No, no, I'm pretty, yeah, yeah, bless those who persecute you. Let, let's bring it into this day and age. Bless those who are mean to you. Bless those who are short with you. Bless those who disagree with you. He says, bless those who persecute you. And so what does it mean? What does it mean to bless? To bless those who persecute you. The word bless in the Greek means a good word. Very literally, it means to speak well of or to wish the best blessings for someone. So think about this. This is, this, is, this is so much fun to think about. This will just make you so happy and just fire you up, excited about living life. Speak well of and wish the best blessings for someone who's extremely rude to you. 
Doesn't that just just energize you on a Wednesday night? Like, can't you wait to walk into work tomorrow and just bless that jerk of a boss you have? (laughs) Speak well and wish the best blessing for that person who has just betrayed you. Don't you just make you smile? Like, you just, wow, I can't wait. (laughs) Bless those who persecute you. And I don't know about you, if you're anything like me, it's easy for me to bless you when you speak well of me. It's easy for me, oh man, you're awesome, I love you, yeah, woo! When you're nice to me, when every once in a while you throw a compliment or you you speak to my kids or or whatever that, you, you smile and wave. It's easy for me. Oh, man, how you doing? It's good. But it's not so easy for me to smile and say, oh, I love you, when I know what you've been saying about me behind my back. Y'all ain't nothing like me. I know y'all. Y'all are all got polished that halo. It's okay. Come on, it's real easy for us. To love those that are really kind to us. But it's a whole nother thing to bless those that betray us and persecute us. And have nothing good to say about us. It's really easy for for me like when somebody, when I find myself in a traffic situation. (laughs) And a lovely individual like, it's trafficy out there. Like, you just wait your turn, get in. No, no, no. You've got someplace more important to be than me, obviously. And so you're going 750 miles an hour in a school zone. And you just, zoom, like, you know when you're merging and everybody's waiting in line? And you just come right up the shoulder, buddy? Yeah, 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 you. And they come flying past you like 100 miles an hour. There's this like little dark place in me that's very embarrassed to even let this out tonight. But like all the time when they do this to me, like there's something that comes out of my mouth that says, Lord, please let there be a police officer on the other side of that hill. (laughs) But you're not like me, thank goodness. It's hard sometimes, and, and, and Paul gives us a very specific, very direct command, and in the Greek language, his command is what's known as a present imperative, and what this means is that any time in the Greek language where you see a present imperative, it means that you do what you're told to do, and you keep on doing it. Like, you don't just do it once and stop, but you, you just keep on. Don't, you, you don't stop on one. You don't stop. You just, you just keep on. You just keep on going. Keep on going. It's not a one-time action. In essence, here, here's how you could translate it. Are you ready? This is so much fun. Be a continual blessing to those who persecute you. Ha <laughs> ha! You mean I ain't got to do it just once? 
You mean I get to be a continual blessing to that rude human being that I have to come in contact with every day? You mean, oh, come on, Lord, it's enough to just ask me to do it one time. You know what they said about me. Yeah, 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 I know, but I want you to just kind of keep doing it. Like, don't stop. Continue to speak well of them and to bless them, to be a continual blessing to those who are a continual problem in your life. This is what he's telling us. And, and I know this is easy to read in the, in the word of God, but it's, it's more difficult to walk out in your everyday life. But we need relational peace in this day and age. Relational peace. So how do we, how do we, how do we be a continual blessing? How do we continually bless? How do we do this? And I think the only way to understand this is to go back to the beginning of Romans chapter 12 that we kind of skip past. But the very first verse kind of gives us some insight into how to uh, love difficult people. And Paul starts off this way and he says something extremely powerful. He says, in view of God's mercy... In view of God, come on, somebody say God's mercy. In view of God's mercy, let me ask you a question tonight. How merciful has God been towards you? How, 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 come on, think about how merciful, don't, don't give me a rehearsal. Yeah, no, no, how merciful has he been towards you in your life? Yeah, 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 think about it for just a second. How, how much has he forgiven you time and time and time again? How much has he blessed you beyond what you deserve, beyond what you could ever even earn, beyond what you even imagine is, is possible? How merciful has he been towards you? And so now that we, we have this grasp, okay, oh, yeah, he's been merciful for, to, towards me. Oh, like massively. So what, what the Bible is telling us that in view of that, in view of God's goodness towards you, in view of his grace towards you, Paul tells us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I love this. I, I, I love, if you want to worship God true and proper, it's not just about walking in here singing the songs that the worship team has prepared for us every single Sunday. No, no, no. It's the life that you're living when you walk out of these, these doors. It's the way that you carry yourself. Loving people as you have been loved is an act of worship. How do we do this? Paul says, well, well, we're a living sacrifice. Now, that, those two words together seem a bit of a, a, a contradiction here because when I think of the word sacrifice, generally I think of, of dead things. Right? Like my mind goes to the brazen altar where in the Old Testament they would have sacrifices all the time. Animal sacrifices all, all the time. And I, and I think about this. Do you think that the animals that were going to be sacrificed, do you think they volunteered for that? No, no. Chances are they weren't like begging to be the one sacrificed. But, but when you think of a, a living sacrifice, 
What comes to mind? For, for when I think of a living sacrifice, I think of the Lamb of God. Who, when he was alive, said, listen, I am, I'm willing to die. A living sacrifice. No one, no, 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 you're not going to tell me. No, he says, no one takes my life. But I lay it down, a living sacrifice that while he was living, he knew what was coming. He knew what was going to happen. So in view of what God has done, how do we love others? We lay down our own natural responses. We lay down our our own selfish desires. We We die to ourselves so that Christ can love others through us. In view of what God has done, I let Christ love through me. And Paul goes on to say in verse 16, he says this. This is so much fun. He says, live in harmony with one another. Live in harmony with that neighbor that just cut your tree that was hanging on their side of the fence and didn't ask you about it. (laughs) Live in harmony with one another. And then, oh, this is where it starts to get spicy. This is good. Then he says, do not be proud. And do not be conceited. Let me say this to you. Not to the person that you think I'm talking to. No, no, no. You. Do not be proud and do not be conceited. Some of y'all are like, yeah, tell them, Pastor. No, I'm talking to you. You, you, you. Get on. Do not be proud and do not be conceited. Oh, I struggle with whether to say this or not, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like in this time in my life, I've never seen more proud and conceited people than right now. And let me, let me explain to you what I mean. Everywhere I turn, we have so many right people. And I'm proud I'm right. No, 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 I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. And I'm proud of it. I'm right and you're wrong. I've watched three YouTube videos. Come on, I'm talking to every, I'm talking to me. I read an email from somebody that I got that I don't even know that I've never even talked to, but I read it and I'm right. Do not be proud and conceited. Remember, oh man, this is tough. Remember Jesus didn't say, hey, 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 I want you to be right. Jesus said, I want you to be loving. Oh, that's great. But do you love people that don't think like you? Or are you too worried about being right? He didn't say the world's going to know you by how correct you are. He said they're going to know you by how loving you are. I'm just going to let that sit for just a second. So focused on being right that we forget to be loving. My, my graduate work was 
primarily in marriage and uh, family, and a heavy dose of that was in psychology and counseling. And one of the things that we, that we learned was that it's inevitable. People will face conflict. Families will, men and women, students in, in school, they will face conflict and have so many misunderstandings in life. You and your neighbor are going to get frustrated with each other. You and your coworker are going to have disagreements. You and somebody that sits on the other side of the church aren't going to agree about everything. You and your spouse are going to have, have differences in perspective. And a lot of it is because we don't understand. We don't understand where they're coming from. And because our brains are biologically wired to protect or to defend, what we tend to do is we tend to tell a story that explains whatever part you don't really understand. And so if someone is unkind to you or or short with you or frustrated at you or has a a different opinion about something, we, we make up a story to fill in the gaps, and we do this all the time. I do this, you do this. For example, if I've done something wrong or if I'm, I'm late, I judge myself by my intentions, but I judge you by your actions. Right? We're, we're really, really good at this. If I wasn't nice to you or if I was, if I was short with you or, or if I was late, I'm like, hey, you knew my intentions. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I left really early. Traffic was really bad. Oh, you, you know my heart, man. But if you're late, I'm like, you loser. <laughs> you are so inconsiderate. Didn't you know, like, your time is more valuable than my time? And we do this all the time. We accuse, I judge you by your your actions, but I don't judge myself that way. And, And what the devil wants is for these stories that we fill in the gaps with, he wants the premise to be accusations. Listen, so if someone does something to hurt me or to offend me, the enemy wants us to, to create this story that says, well, well, I can't trust him. I can't trust her. Oh, oh, he's only out for himself. Accusation, accusation, accusation. And the, the devil wants our stories to be rooted in accusation. But God wants our stories to be rooted in love. Because listen, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what do accusations do? Accusations erode marriages. Some of you are feeling the weight of that even now. Accusations split friendships. Accusations divide churches. And what here Paul Paul is so wise. And here's why Paul said, "Let it all be done in love." In Ephesians chapter 4, he said, "Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's fault." Why? Because of your love so you're going to be offended there's going to be unpeaceful moments in your relationships but living offended is a choice that you get to make you get to determine if i'm going to stay offended or if i'm going to change the way that i feel about this particular instance here's what i know 
is that your life is too short and your purpose is too great to be offended by something so small. The things that God has in store for you, listen, are too great for us to be offended by some of the things that we're offended by. Can you imagine? Think about this for just a second. This is great. Can you imagine if Jesus got offended easily? I healed 10 lepers and only one came back. Nobody cares for me. Nobody appreciates me. I can't go on. Thomas, you didn't even brag on my miracle, bro. I raised the dead. I mean, I raised the dead. Thomas always doubting over there. There you go again, Thomas. Right? Proverbs chapter 19 is so powerful. It says, a person's wisdom yields patience and is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Wow, what, is, what does this overlook an offense mean? Trust me, it's not the same as pretending that something didn't happen. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But overlooking an offense is a conscious decision to let it go. I almost sang the song, but I'm not going to do it. Nope, nope. <laughs> it's real-time forgiveness. It's forgiveness in the moment. It literally means in the Hebrew language to pass over or to get above. Life is too short and your purpose is too great to be offended by something so small. And so what I choose to do is to get over it. I choose to get on top of it. My mission is more important than the thing that is offending me. So I'm going to get over it and I'm not going to let it sit on my shoulders any longer. Someone's rude to you. I'm over it. Someone's passive aggressive towards you. Oh, don't you love those people? But I'm over it. Your spouse makes fun of the way or corrects the way that you fold laundry. Where's my wife? It only took three days, but I'm over it, babe. That's no joke. I love you, though. But she don't like the way I fold towels, y'all, let me tell you. We're 15 years in. You would think I would learn this by now. We're 15 years into it. And I folded the towel wrong the other day. And she let me know it. And I don't blame her. She showed me a thousand times, y'all. But I couldn't tell her that in the moment. I had to get frustrated and, like, stand up. Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't tell me what to do. But as usual, she was right. And I admit it in front of all of you. Hey, don't give her any more ammunition. Stop. Stop. So apply this to the, to the jerk at work. Sure, do this. Be, be kind. You, you, we got to let it go. We're going we're gonna to pass over. We're going to overlook the offense. But hear me. If you don't hear anything else I say, hear this closely. Apply this to the people that you love the most. Don't just apply this to people that you work with, people in your community. Apply this to the people in your home. 
Married folk, listen closely. Love doesn't seek to win the argument. Love seeks to protect the relationship. It's not that important. Come on, husbands and wives, in your effort to be right, some of you have forgot how to be loving. It's not that important. Let it go. I'm choosing to overlook that. In other words, I'm not going to let a hurt accumulate on top of another hurt. And then it piles up, and then we have this big blow-up. No, no, no. Real-time forgiveness. I'm going to let it get. It's not that big of a deal. Life's too short. My purpose is too great to be offended by something so small. And this is our key verse, and we'll end with this. Romans chapter 12, verse 18, Paul says this. If it's possible... As far as it depends on you. And I love, I love how the Lord knows how to just word things just rightly. Because he gave us this clause, meaning sometimes there's some things out of your control. Sometimes there's some things that you can't control. But listen, as far as it depends on you, if it's in your power, whatever's in your response, live at peace with everyone. Woo! Isn't that fun? That's in the Bible. Yeah, that's in the Bible. <laughs> that means the person that you're not talking to right now. As far as it depends on you. As far as it depends on you, you're going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right. The person who is perpetually rude to you. The person who has wronged you. The person who took advantage of a business deal. As far as it depends on you. Easy to read. Easy. But hard to walk out. Would you stand with me? Life, life is too short, and your purpose is too great to be offended by something so small. And I've got good news for somebody in the house tonight. You still have a chance. You still have a chance with that person. In a world... Intent on bringing division. You still have a chance. There's still time for a fractured marriage to be healed. You still have, you still have a chance to begin a relationship with that son or daughter that was fractured so many years ago. You still, you still have a cha- it may just be a little sliver of a hope, but I've got good news for you. You still have a chance. You still have a chance to forgive someone that's wronged you. You still have a chance for God to write an amazing ending on this awful beginning. You still have a chance as far as it depends on you. If it's in your control, 
make it right. I promise you will not regret. You'll lay your head down at night and you'll sleep more comfortably than you ever have if it's in your power as far as it depends on you. I'm going to finally get the relational peace that I've been looking for. I've been frustrated in my spirit. Things just haven't been right. It's because perhaps your relationships haven't been right and it's been depending on you but you haven't been willing to make a move, but tonight, you still have a chance. You've got a chance to pick up the phone and say, hey, I need to have lunch with you. Sweetheart, I'm sorry. I know I don't fold the clothes right, but I love you more than anything, and I know I've been distant I know I've been spending more time at work. I've been taking more business trips, and I'm sorry. As far as it depends on you, and let me just tell you, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. This is a tough assignment, and that's why you can't do it all by yourself. You need the one who is peace to sweep into your situation. For you to have relational peace. You're going to be tempted to make statements like this, but, but I know I should, but, but they're just not nice. They, they didn't apologize to me. They should have. Uh, they're still not being kind to me. It takes two to reconcile. Yeah, 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 but it takes one to ask for forgiveness. As far as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace. I don't have to agree. We don't have to have the same thought processes. It's okay for us to think differently. But as far as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with you. Being offended is inevitable. But living that way is our choice. I choose to get over it. I choose relational peace. So I don't know exactly what that looks like for you. I don't know who that person is. Maybe you are that person. My prayer tonight would be that God would give you the courage To not just hear a message. Lord, we hear so many messages. But to do something with what the word of God has revealed to us tonight. To have the courage to call that person that you haven't talked to. Just see what God will do. Just, just see peace of God sweep into your life. Perfect peace can only come from Him. So that's going to be my prayer for you tonight, that God would give you the courage that you need and the faith that you need to not just hear a word, but to act on the word. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, we love you this evening. God, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I've had tonight to open your word with such an amazing group of people. 
Lord, I know, I know that you've just tapped on our hearts one more time tonight and you're saying, listen, you still have a chance. Don't, don't miss your moment to make it right. If you're looking for peace in relationships, don't miss your moment. You still have a chance. And Lord, I pray right now that when we walk out of this room, we may make a decision right now that I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to have this conversation. But when we leave here, I know the enemy is going to attack our hearts and our minds. And right now, I rebuke the attacks of the enemy that would say we don't need to do it. No, 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 it's only going to hurt. No, 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 I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, and I pray for wisdom. I pray for clarity. I pray for direction. And I pray for courage right now. For as long as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with the people that I do life with. And God, I'm excited. I'm excited about the peace that you're going to bring into our lives because we choose to get our relationships in order. That we choose to do the hard thing. Thank you for a peace that only comes from you. And we ask for your help in the process to give us the words to say. Speak through us, Lord. And we give you the glory for the restoration that you're bringing. We give you the glory for the marriages that you're putting back together. We give you the glory for fathers and sons and their relationship being put back together. Lord, I give you the glory right now for moms and daughters that will speak for the first time in 10 years. I give you the glory. For what you're doing in this moment. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And somebody said amen. 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 Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord? All right. Wednesday night homework. It's going to be short, but it may not be easy. Here's what I want you to do this week. This is how we can apply this. Are you ready? You know there's somebody in your sphere of influence that, that you don't agree with on a lot of different things. A lot of different ways of living. It may be politically. It may be just the, the way that they live their life. Whatever that is. But I want you to find an opportunity because you will be offended. It's inevitable. But I want you to look for an opportunity where you can overlook that offense. I want you to look for an opportunity and I want you to recognize that real-time forgiveness. That, oh, no, no, no. I know what you're saying about me right now, but I'm not coming back. No, no, no. I'm going to overlook it. I'm going to forgive you real-time. And I want you to remember how you feel in that moment. Because I have a feeling once you start doing it, you're going to say, you know what? I want to do this more and more because as far as it depends on me, my life is better when I'm living at peace with other people. So Lord, we thank you tonight. God, I pray that you would be with us as we drive home tonight, that you would be with us as we go into our jobs tomorrow. Lord, we love you and we need you. And Lord, bring us back safely in the house on Sunday morning. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 Thank you for being in church tonight. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning.